back, grow and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Foobar Radio. This is Jade Adams Woo! in the studio. Jade Adams! Hi! Welcome. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. I was stuck in traffic, so I'm all like, I've got too much adrenaline because I thought I was going to be late. But I've got to tell you something. I've heard that you're the funniest person in the planet or something like that. So. <laughs> something like that. So basically what happened was I was... You better make me laugh today, that's what mate, I'm saying. I had an interview yeah. and they said to me, they'll tell us, for the uninitiated, who are you? And I went, well, a humble answer is that I'm just a, a lowly cafe worker just with dreams of making people laugh. To anyone else, I'm the answer to British comedy. And then that got taken as the thing, so now I can use it as a quote, mate. So, um, yeah, that's PR, mate, that is. I love that. I love that. Uh, Apparently, I'm quite funny. I'll be the judge of that. I have funny bones, apparently. I've got a funny bone. Have you? Mm. Have you got a funny bone? Yeah, (laughs) Mate, you've got to stop doing that. It's all kinds of... I've got got a funny bone. He hits on my mum. It's kind of a problem. Yeah, mum loves it. Her mum loves it. She like a right upper, I bet. Yeah, she loves it. I love how... Big king-size Snickers right upper. She loves it. Does she? King-size Snickers with nuts, yeah. This is taken a turn <laughs> for the better tone turn <laughs> yeah Fubo, it stands for fucked up beyond all recognition oh that's great yeah. so you just you could take in any old riffraff here really we can just not Google. on this show we only take quality on this show guys. thanks mate that's why you're here thank you that quality industry I'm quality where I'm from you don't really sit around uh, bragging about yourself like people do on the internet so when I'm in these things where I'm in for 15 minutes and I've got to make people come and see my show I find it ever so uncomfortable to just say yeah I'm real funny I'm so funny I tell you what you won't do is you won't be bored for an hour so what is your show about because you've got a show at the Soho Theatre I have I'm I'm around there all the time basically it started off as I didn't want it to be what it was about and then over the preview period that I did for about from March to July it turned into a show which was where I basically spent 31 years of my life trying to be other people thinking that other people knew what the route to happiness was and then I realised at 31 having done this show that actually I knew what it was all along and that was to be me Mm. and that doesn't mean people have to be me because I don't like that I don't like it when people <laughs> that was copy it's a one laugh I'm going to just write that down one laugh yeah. <laughs> one tick one tick done one, no one should yeah. copy you should just be yourself that's what I think anyway and I think that happiness comes from being yourself Indeed. being you however that is trying not to worry what other people think about you yes which I spent all my life doing because I had some stronger female role models that liked to dominate me when I was growing up oh, oh it sounds you? saucy doesn't it, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> family members but I know I'm West Country, I'm not that West Country. <laughs> two. A two. <laughs> make a note of that. That's two do you yeah. sing? I do, yeah. I sing opera. This chair wants to move around. In the show? Do you um, sing in the mate, show? I have um, an ongoing battle with these chairs, so just be careful, mate. They're um, the enemy. I do sing in the show, but not until the very end, which has ruined the ending, but you still won't expect it because I take you on a roller coaster. It's full of stuff. I've just jam packed my show with as much as I could. There's dancing, singing, I lip sync at one point, I beatbox, I rap, I can do the splits. Shut up. Yes, mates. I love that. I was that. a dancer for 12 years. Fantastic. I, some people call themselves a triple threat. I am an octuple threat, which has actually no relation to the fact I look a little bit like Ursula from The Little Mermaid. You don't. You don't look like <laughs> Thanks, her. mate. That's a half laugh there. I won't give you that. <laughs> Four and a half. No, three and a half laugh. Don't get flat yourself. Three and a oh, half. Three and a half. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> but she's only been on like two minutes. That's brilliant. It's, that's brilliant. That is that's brilliant. Two minutes. Is that it? I don't, I don't laugh much. I don't laugh much. So that is brilliant. If something's funny, he just goes, hmm. Yeah. Uh, They'd be like fucking be- their belly rolling on the ground. I'm like, mm, yeah. is that because you think you're funnier than everyone else? I'm mildly amusing. Yeah, that's um, good. it's because you're the class clown, isn't you, mate? I'm mildly so amusing. It's, it's uncomfortable for you. To no, have it's someone not uncomfortable. Not uncomfortable. That's no. the wrong word. Because look at him. He got defensive. What uh, I meant <laughs> was. 
It's not uncomfortable. Four. It is. Oh, you, had, you had one there, didn't you? Yeah, Truth is always funnier than anything else. You were probably very funny at school, which is why you went into the world of the dramatics. Mm, you, were. you were hilarious in Doctor Who, mate. Thank you. I am, was a massive fan of when you were in it. I didn't watch it so much when Matt What's-His-Face left, but when you were in it, it was brilliant. Yeah, when I was uh, Billy and uh, Mickey and, uh, yeah, all that. that. David, I know him as Rose, babes. Rose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rose and Doctor, that's pretty much Rose where. Rose and Doctor, yeah. <laughs> it kind of, you, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they ever really recreated anything. I don't Past think that they did it as well as they did it when they did it then. Yeah, babes. Oh, I didn't mind that though because she had her bits up. She so. is well fit in that stripper shawl. Mm-hmm. She's all right. She's all right. But she's better as Rose. Oh, totes. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. You what guys. if Rose was a stripper? In fact, you know, there's some fan it's YouTube videos five, on yeah. YouTube of Rose from Doctor Who basically matched in Doctor Who and the diary, secret diary of a cool girl, because there's a scene where she has sex with Matt Smith because he's in Doctor Who and that, so they match it together. Oh. I'm that much of a fan. <laughs> You yeah. Google that, Google kids. That. <laughs> I Rose used to read fan fiction Doctor for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And did you Did you write it as well? No, I didn't write it. So for people that don't know, fanfic is when um, fans write uh, stories, episodes of their favourite shows or second favourite shows like and Harry have Potter. the characters fucking and doing all sorts of craziness and yeah. people love it. Yeah. I was always spit roasted by Spike and Angel in my fanfic. Really? No, I didn't write it. I just thought that would be funny. That is funny. That's <laughs> mildly amusing. It's you mildly know, amusing. That was mildly you amusing. didn't laugh, no. you just told me it was funny, which is what you always want as a comedian. That was funny. There you are, that's I just funny. That down, that's fine. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, does he do this with all the comedians? I think so. Yeah, but, but you're the funniest ever. What, funniest person ever? Yeah. I'm quite funny. You know who inspired you when you were a young comedian? Dawn French, Jennifer Saunders, Victoria Wood did, Julie Walters, mm. and then I watched a lot of American stand-up, so like, George Carlin and Bill Hicks. Uh, I mean, every comedian says that. My favourite stand-up's all American. All my favourite, like, proper, you yeah. know, not what I do, which is fuck-assing around with a load of bag, <laughs> bag full of props and shit. Because <laughs> my show is the first time I've done an hour of chatting as well, because a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to be, like, putting on different costumes. I stay in the same clothes all the way through the show, and I oh, ain't wow. Adele in it either. Because um, I do Adele. Is um, that why you got your wig with you? I had to bring it with me, and I panicked because I thought I was going to be late, and I was just dying it because it's it was too blonde. That does it like Adele, doesn't it? Yeah, I do it all right. <clears throat> How did sort of the Soho theatre come about then? How did it get from you having to start? I've got an idea to be funny in a show. How did you get it? Someone come to commission it. I went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival mm. in 2016, smashed it in the dick, got nominated for best newcomer. <laughs> Seven. Seven. <laughs> Seven. It's like I need to have a little king like ding 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 ding. I've got one, I should have bought it. I did a scissor kit to PJ and Duncan's Let's Get Ready to Rumble in the Bethnal Green Working Men's Club and fucked my knee up and did me ACL in. Oh flipping and then when my, painful, when my mum was looking after me, she put, put the food on the other side of the room so I'd walk over and go, hey, she's a cruel bitch. And then she also gave me a little bell which she would just let me ring almost like I was that guy in the wheelchair in Breaking Bad who's just about to kill Gustavo, great mm. reference. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're very good. So I got nominated for Best Newcomer and then I didn't think I was going to get Soho Theatre 
because they weren't really like everyone else I'd seen had been given their spaces and then I was all like oh it's a class thing it's because I'm working class because there were a couple of reviews up in Edinburgh that sort of really annoyingly referred to me as crass or brash and I, it's just a shitty thing to say just because I've got an accent and mm. don't have much fear when it comes to expressing myself so yeah. I you know it comes when you're female it comes across as someone who's a little bit bo- a too gaud- frank or yeah. frank or gaudy or something yeah, like that yeah. so I had a, or when you're black or, yeah. yeah babes <laughs> working out, class yeah. is the new black mate yeah and when you're both of those things oh mate yeah. or female of course you need to be fat and in a wheelchair now mate <laughs> you will tick a lot of boxes they'll sit, uh, commission a sitcom for you in a minute mate I yeah know, maybe I should try that just walk, go in in a wheelchair you'll be dandy uh, I might try that do it write it down you're going to make a note of that am I meant to ask you guys questions no well, we've got to move on to our film reviews but thank you so much for coming in what film is it well Loads. just name me a film and I'll tell you what I think Star mm. Wars love it Rogue One Star Wars oh I ain't seen it mate <laughs> <laughs> ten, by the way. Thanks, Brilliant, mate. you got ten laughs in ten minutes. That's amazing. Fantastic. Back row and chill with No Park and Johanna James on Fubar Radio. Axel Blake, welcome. We're going to give you guys a... Welcome to the studio. I love it. Oh, the fans came yeah. as well. They're clapping inside. I know, they just follow you everywhere now. You're used it? to this now, aren't you? You're used to that sound. <laughs> it's a problem. I love it, I love it. But actually, you very recently did have an absolutely massive audience. I did. Around you. I did. Fill everybody in. I saw I'd done a big one-man show at the O2 Indigo. Mm-hmm. That's thousands it. of people. Yeah, yeah. well, just under 2,000, so it's 1,800. And sold Jesus. it out. Oh my god! Sold Jesus. it completely out. I have seen your face. I've seen your face on posters around yeah. Lewisham, yeah. around Peckham. Yeah. I'm literally like, that's yeah. Axel's face. Yeah. You've been hustling for a while. Like you've been yeah. doing. What was that show that you've been doing? Like Crazy Club. Crazy Club, and yeah. it's been just travelling around yeah. London. Yeah. Even like Birmingham sometimes. Birmingham, and Manchester, stuff. London, around London. So it's crazy. It's it always just, looks like a wild and time. It, it's a variety comedy show mixed with a whole heap of comedians, and every show is different. It's crazy. You never know what's going to happen, which is why I call it the crazy club. It gets crazy. Because it just gets crazy. <laughs> it gets crazy. In the studio. In the studio. Yes. <laughs> In the studio. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and you spent a bit of time also, I believe, like... Were you like the hype man or something for some stripper dudes? Oh yes, he's done some research. Alex, I see you. I see. You. Right, there was this male strip club going around. They're all from America, and they mm-hmm. wanted social medians. This is the name I like to use: social medians to host the strip show. So they called me in one time to host it. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy i've never been so afraid of women in my life really really yeah i was actually scared men are usually the predators women usually the prey the women were predators yeah i can i'm talking jurassic park predators you know just they'll rip you to pieces it was scary (laughs) i didn't want to go to the bar yeah 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 yeah, those no man as soon as they see your poster with male strippers they're not gonna go but the promoters was there so there was like 10 guys and 800 women Oh, so when you walk in, they notice the men. Usually on the night out, you notice how much men are there. When you walk, they know they see you and I was watching, and they didn't know if you was a stripper or not, which is why they would approach you in such a way. They don't know what you. They don't know. So yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Just trying to take off your clothes. Yeah, literally, no, no, literally, no, no. literally. So it was, oh my god, it's crazy. I've heard about Chocolate City. So obviously there is Magic Mike, the stage show, and then my friend was like, "Yeah, but you know, there's Magic Mike. There's like a Black Magic Mike." I was yeah. like, "What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, yeah Chocolate City." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh my yeah, god." Yeah, yeah. Jesus. 
Jesus. There's literally. I know what my Hendu's going to be. But yeah, I don't host that no more. You know, so no. Oh. But I mean, you just sold out the O2. Yeah, so so yeah, it's I can't, I can't on to bigger and better <laughs> things. I, I hope there so. wasn't one stripper inside. <laughs> Maybe there I was. hope not, anyway. <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't. There wasn't. Tell me about that experience, man. Walking out on stage knowing oh. that you've sold out. Were you nervous? I saw you had a little barber backstage as well. I did. I did, I did. I did. So I, I wanted to do some <laughs> things a bit different. Yeah. I thought. Because I've seen some of the artists, they have their barber following them and okay. I kind of wanted to feel like nice, nice. <laughs> special but to be fair I was weary I didn't know if he was going to be late or not make it so I got a trim before he came oh, okay, I told okay. him I thought just in case you because if he messes up that's one yeah. eyebrow so I thought one. I thought no let me just get it the day before but you can trim other celebs and social medians coming through oh, he ended up he was cutting all night oh wow that's awesome. all night. but yeah when I walked up on the stage that was crazy that first with your heart just like ah because I've been performing for like 9 to 10 years it's always the first 30 seconds to a minute is the scariest because that's when you can judge where are you are you with me come with me on this journey okay you're with me and then you can just go but it's that first 30 seconds to a minute and I've done shows where them first 30 seconds feel like 10 minutes really yeah it's yeah, dead, yeah, right? dead. because what happens is the energy rolls off the other person if the comedian before you don't do well yeah you have to pull it back up and that's going to take a while like saving a drowning cow exactly yep Fuck, it sounds yeah. it looked amazing it's, yeah it, it was crazy so when they and i have to remember they have for me you know so as yeah. soon as they came on it's like ah, it was it was amazing it was amazing. like fuck the warm-up yeah, yeah, now yeah. It's literally it was crazy how long was your set an hour and ten minutes. Whoa! How long did it take you to learn that amount of content? About eight nine months. Yeah, oh, that's so mental. Yeah, about hour and ten minutes, and I had to flow right and uh, yeah. It was, yeah, it's, it's an art, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, an yeah, art. yeah. I've been going to a lot of comedy nights in East London to support some of my friends who are trying to do a comedy, and they are great and they are so brave and I find it's I mean it must be so scary doing it to a room but it, I think it's also scary doing it to like a real intimate crowd yeah you gotta make like 20 yeah. people laugh I know what you mean I know what you mean I like the intimate crowd I oh, like because really? that's where you find that's when the joke starts yeah for me you go you mess about and then you find a little gem you're like okay let me work on that then you go to a bigger club you use that and it grows I like the intimate crowds because that's where you find a little mm, something here <laughs> take it away work on it it's mm. amazing would you do comedy yeah well that's also why i'm going to watch because i'm watching and observing and they do a thing called comedy virgins in stockwell where basically you go and oh. it's like yeah. for people who are yeah. starting out and that's what i like because the audience already know what they're getting sometimes when some people will fling on a, a open mic or a new comic on a big show where all the comedians are seasoned is what we yeah. like to call them that's not fair it's yeah, not no, fair because audience like, what's going on here? But when you're at open mic and all the audience know what they're getting. It's good. And they say, yeah, you kind of just take it like, oh, they're trying yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. But it is interesting to see pe different people's styles. Yeah. And also some people who, they're kind of funny, but there's no punchline. Yeah. And I realized what was, and I sort of my notes. Yeah, my, God, notes. Yeah. my notes. I was like, guys, this is all good, but not one of you did what the professional people do, yes. which is where you start with some sort of joke yeah. and then you end your show referencing that first joke. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, so good, yeah. somehow that same punchline. Exactly. And yeah. I was like, none of you guys are doing the bringbacks. Yes, yes, so let's yeah. up the game yes. and let's do bringbacks. Bringbacks. Because then we know that your set ended. Yeah. And you know that the audience have been listening. If they laugh at the bringback, 
then it's like, oh, you remembered the joke. You've been listening. You've been on my journey. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, bring back the beautiful thing. Love it. Do you still do that joke? And it's my favourite joke that you ever do where when the chick's, like, dancing on a guy. Oh, why didn't... Yeah, I stopped that. I stopped that. I stopped that. The signals, the signals joke. Yeah, I stopped that. I stopped that. Oh, okay. looking at us like, what's going on? Yeah, it's such a It's a signal that all girls do to another girl when she's dancing on a guy and she can't see him because he's behind her. And they give you one of these ones. kind of look to say, no, that's not the one. Because you also do run a lot of social media and you've got an Instagram. What's your Instagram? Yeah. Shout Axel out. Axel Comedian. And a lot of your stuff is observational. Yes. Which I find the most hilarious. Yes. The most relatable. Yes. And so, yeah, I guess that's like super that's observational. That's it is. It is. Yeah. That's what I like. I try to do with my comedy online and live. What really tickles me is like socially awkward situations. Like when someone goes to shake someone's hand and the other person doesn't see and then yeah. I'm really interested in what that person does to cover that up. <laughs> like, that is so funny. Okay, I'm with you. And then they miss it and yeah. then you're like, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I hate? This happened to me recently as well. Someone, I thought they waved at me. From across the road, this really happened. I thought they waved at me. So I waved back because sometimes people know you when you're yeah. social media yeah. people like, they were, hey, I just assumed they was waving at me. So I was waving back. And then I realised it wasn't waving at me, but I decided, what am I going to do? So I decided to carry on waving as if I was waving at somebody else. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you <laughs> yeah, yeah, The lady, the yeah, old lady. Yeah, Doris! <laughs> Doris! Yeah. Hello! That's, That's the, the cat. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. just absolutely kills yeah. me. So either, like, physical comedy stuff where people, you know, like, fall in, not missing handshakes and stuff, yeah. or just, like, really awkward situations mm. and I always seem to find them I put my foot in my mouth I've had a few of those recently I've met a few old friends recently and you don't know whether to go in for like one of these ones yeah. or a hug yeah. and I feel like me and, and you've I had just, that moment yeah we yeah. actually have yeah. it and it goes like this yeah. and then their hands out there because they're yeah. going to hug you yeah. and I just like you just do a dance yeah. like I didn't know when, yeah. do you do a kiss or do you do <laughs> a whatever like I remember once a guy kind of like went in I went for a hug he went for a kiss he ended yeah. up just kissing inside just, my ear yeah, yeah. and it was like this is weird yeah did or on you, the neck. Did you stay there? Or did you move back? It was kind of like some take it. <laughs> some people, what they tend to do is to break the silence is laugh. Like, oh, sorry about that. For some reason, you automatically want to laugh. Even though you, it's not funny, yeah. you're just doing it to kind of break the awkwardness. Yeah. Like. I had a really awkward, funny moment. Well, yeah, it was just awkward. So now looking back, it's kind of hilarious. So I'm in the dating game at the moment. Okay. I'm going on lots of dates. And I tend to have like a kind of a stock questions that I'll start to okay. break the ice and stuff. So I end up actually having the same conversations a few times because okay. you know, and one of my questions that I like to ask people is like, if you could go back in a time machine where would you go and why? And like it just, you know, it's a bit different to like, yeah, so, yeah, what of course. You so what do you do? What's your favourite colour? <laughs> Which has always been like a really good conversation okay. starter until I went on a date with um, Doctor Who with, <laughs> <laughs> with the Nigerian guy and I was like, if you were in a time machine, where yeah. would you go back and why? And he's yeah. like, they might, the history of my people is not that great. Oh though. my did he laugh after that i feel like he was joking was he jo no he was serious well he was kind of yeah well he played it straight for that minute and i just sat there going yeah and i didn't know what to do i was oh, like oh man i mean I'm, yes of course it is i'm so sorry <laughs> i mean do we want to talk about no let's not talk about that i'll have another drink would you like a drink oh, i'll get a drink um, he knew what he was doing yeah, he knew, he knew. <laughs> i feel like the, you should have laughed it off man 
Yeah, yeah. He's making. He, maybe that's his test to you. Maybe that's his stock question yeah. on the date. Make them feel awkward about that. Maybe. And then see what they but react like. That was pretty funny. And so yeah. now I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna pre-think a couple of those. Yeah. 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 Do you know what my most awkward situation ever was? And it's one of the most awkward. And I was with you, yeah. and we were in a jerk chicken shop in Brixton. And I didn't know how to queue for the front oh, because that there wasn't was a so queue. Funny. What? There no was queue? So we was in this shop called Refills and we was queuing up, but it's a Caribbean takeaway shop. Now Alex didn't know what was going on. <laughs> he didn't know what was going. He didn't know where the queue started, began because people were just walking in and going straight to the front. And he was like, "Well, they had these mad the drinks." Yeah, like. he just didn't understand what was going on. The drinks because they had like Guinness punch and fruit punch, but they made them themselves. But like the Guinness punch looks, it's just brown. And it, just, it just looks. And then this mad guy walked. <laughs> this mad guy walked in and started shouting and whatnot. That threw Alex off. He didn't know what was going was on. Just like, he was just shouting. People kept yeah. overtaking. Taking me in the queue, yeah. there wasn't a queuing system. I'm just used to straight queues. Yeah. But yeah. This is yeah. a, very more of a bar format in a club. <laughs> oh, wow, well, okay. Yeah. You got to like literally yeah. heckle down yeah. like, the chicken yes. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was like. And it was just funny to see <laughs> Alex's reaction and that. It was hilarious. Uh, I mean, yeah. that, I feel like that would be a great vlog. Just taking Alex yeah. around. Taking and, round. Like, We're a good life. duo. We're Alex good getting yeah. cultured. I'm not yeah. selling anything out, but I'm happy to ride on his way. It was fun. It was fun. Back row and chill with no bar. And Johanna James on Foobar Radio. Welcome, Lucy Shorthouse. Can we have a little applause in here? Thank you. Yeah. Woo! Yasque! You're currently and recently been starring in the latest West End show. Everybody's talking about Jamie. Yeah. Which is really, really exciting. Tell us a bit about that. So it's about a 16-year-old boy who kind of wants to explore the world of drag. And the way he kind of wants to introduce that idea to people is going to school prom in a dress. Mm. And it's based on a true life story. It's on a BBC Three documentary. Just kind of trials and tribulations, how people accept him, how people might encourage him and celebrate him or not. It is like a camp fabulous production. Yeah. It's amazing. It's kind of like Billy Elliot on steroids, Yes, I would say. It is fabulous. The guy who played Jamie. Oh, he's so good. He's incredible, and also just physically, he's so unusual looking and tall. He's just beautiful, like his cheekbones, he's just, you yeah. know, he's just got a model body, like he could wear anything and look amazing. But yeah. also, I think people forget, because he's so good as Jamie and he's so effortless in it, it's, it is a, a part that he plays. I think people expect him to be just like and that in real life. Is he and not like that at all? No, he's a lot more kind of reserved and he's a, like a true kind of actor, like he really... Yeah. He works, he works very hard. Does he do drag outside of Jamie? No, he doesn't, know. But he oh, can well. walk in heels so well. Yeah, because I, I forget like, he's doing that every it's night. Like queen, seriously. Yeah. I stack it every time <laughs> every I wear time. heels. And his heels are like proper stripper, nine inch. Yeah. yeah, they're crazy. It was really current. Like, obviously, Billy Elliot is brilliant, but Billy Elliot is also dated because it was set in that time and yeah. around those issues. And now this musical is all about these issues today. Yeah, and it's not a coming out story as well. I think that was really important. That yeah, he's already gay. Yeah, about like 10, 15, 20 years ago, it would have been a, a coming out musical. And actually, no, that's taken as a given. He's been out since he was 13. This is about him becoming exploring, exploring gender neutrality and all that becoming sort of Becoming me, me, me. Yeah. And so your role, you are his best friend yeah. in the show. Yeah. How did you get that? Did you just go up for an audition? It was my first ever kind of professional job was the workshop for the musical. Whoa. And I remember thinking, <laughs> the description said, chubby Muslim. And I was like, oh, that's me. Um, so it ended up being my first professional role but because you do a workshop doesn't necessarily mean you'll get 
the you role. know, I thought, oh, they'll get someone who, because I never trained in musical theatre. Did you not? No. So I just thought, oh, they'll get someone who can really do all the high oh, wow. kicks and singing and stuff. But then I've been lucky enough to kind of stay with, with the team, although I had to, you know, re-audition and stuff. Mm. She's a lovely part to play, and I think it's important that she's a girl who happens to be a Muslim, this character, yeah. and pretty Pasha. And you wouldn't maybe put those two together, their best friends, Jamie, this aspiring drag queen, and then this kind of Muslim girl. more reserved Muslim girl who wants to be a doctor. But actually, everyone knows those people in real life who yeah. you go, how did you become friends? You know, seemingly opposite, but they just kind of mold together. Yeah, it's really brilliant. And it seems so real. Like, it's all set in the schoolroom around the schoolyard, and it's kind of that, like, I saw people who went to my school. Yeah, And I yeah. was like, yeah, that boy was definitely in my school. That girl was definitely in my school. Or, or maybe that was in my sister's. Yeah. <laughs> we get that response a lot, that actually people recognise those different... Because there are school kids, and they're an ensemble, but they each have their own kind of identity, and yeah. they still feel really nuanced on stage and stuff. And a lot of people are going, oh, I was that kid, I was that kid yeah. at school. Yeah. So you said you, this was your first like West End have you done any what was your sort of acting history before so I went to I kind of took a long route so I went to Cambridge to study first I kind of went there really naively didn't know about the theatre scene and the footlights and stuff like that I thought oh no I'll stay on the straight and narrow academic path and then I kind of fell back into performing again and then I went to drama school after that because I thought I'd I'll always think, what if? Yeah. So I graduated from Italia Conti, just the acting side, not the jazz hands, and then got Jamie, and then I've kind of been working, so two and a half years since graduation, just doing odd things. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So this has probably been my biggest thing. So all you guys are playing school kids. Can I ask how old, like, roughly (laughs) is everyone? We kind of vary. So the youngest is 19, the oldest is 30. Oh, wow. It's crazy, but... Actually, when we're all in that uniform... Yeah, because you're all in uniform. Yeah, yeah. And, we all, and we all mess around as well. So it's just, it feels like... Your kids. We've got that energy, yeah. I'm playing 16. But it would be nice, so I'm kind of in my 20s, it would be nice to play something a bit more. So maybe my next role will take a bit more of a departure and play something a bit Very older. Long, yeah. How do you deal with nerves? Because you've got some big scene numbers in there. Big singing numbers. Yeah. I always have, every night I go, after my first sing, like proper singing number, I can relax. But I actually... I don't get that nervous, if that makes sense. I kind of, I'm quite nervous and quite wired and anxious <laughs> in everyday life. But as soon as <laughs> anyway. I get, yeah, it's, but as soon as I get on stage, I kind of get a bit calm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. It's really weird, that. but yeah. it kind of it just, it just happens. You're but a true we, performer. Yeah. Oh God, I have to ask. Don't you see gossip? Has anything ever gone wrong in a show? Like what's so people just late on entrances. My hair came out of my hijab, and people yeah, you're totally covered. The yeah, whole to- time. totally covered. Yeah, and and you know, and it's 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 really part of her identity and her faith. And I had a strand of hair that was just like poking out, and people were like, eyes were like massive at me and I was thinking what's going on have I got like you know have I got something on my face and then it was in the toilet scene which is quite an entertaining scene if you see the show and John had to go and he was like pushed it back and I was like oh no but there's little things that happen like little oh my god okay I've got a big one I fell off the desk and gripped the edge of the stage that was bad that I really thought we were going to have to stop the show because I into the audience yeah it was just the audience's faces when they thought I was launching at them but I mean I recovered it was fine I've paid £99 for this (laughs) I didn't think it was going to be an interactive. Stage dive. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been with John. Have you ever had it where you've had an understudy fill in and you've had to do the show without John? Yeah, that actually happened really recently, actually. And his name's Luke Bayer and he did a fantastic job. But they play the character very differently, which as an actor is a dream because you get yeah. to something new yeah so it was, it was different kind of getting used to to a different kind of actor yeah, on stage but really fun and that character is really the well it's the lead it's the engine of the yeah. show so everyone's talking about Jamie yeah so how that 
actor decides to portray that character, it really does have a domino effect mm. on everyone. So we really had to be present and listening, and it was really fun. So in the future, where do you daydream? Like, what's the goals? I just hope I'm still working. I'm always like, what if this is my last job? I just want to keep learning, hopefully a bit more TV, a bit more film. Because at drama school, you don't get that much chance yeah. to do all that. And it's a real skill and technique just to get on board with I camera was, work. I was also, like, when I remember when I watched it, and I was like, I wish there was more characters like this seen every day on the TV because I, I was so amazing that I got to go to the theatre I don't like every day yeah. go to the theatre who can and I was like oh, I wish there was more like really feisty intelligent Muslim girls represented exactly in just pop up on screens and on yeah. TVs and adverts and banners and I've been seeing it a lot more actually recently and I feel like you know I've, there was a Ryland ad with hijabi girl and then yeah. I was reading an article today about these hip hop hijabi artists and stuff like that so it, it's becoming more and more of it but it's still very niche and yeah. I was very adamant that I didn't want Pretty to be seen as like a gimmick character that, yeah, no. or let's put a token one in and she's not because the way she's you know how it's written she's fully formed and very rich as a character but hopefully we're going to see more of a shift and, and so you don't wear the hijab in the in your day to day no no I don't practice any kind of faith but I've got Muslim family as well right. so they were great to like get re all the research and to do it right and sensitively yeah <laughs> granny <laughs> yeah based on this character <laughs> well, that's really cool yeah, yeah. no that would be fabulous I think I think yeah for sure Sure, you've got like a full career ahead of you. Back row and chill with Noel Park and Johanna James on Fubar Radio. A huge welcome to Matt Tedford. Huge in the Thank you, thank you. So nice to be here. Thank you, thank you. You can sit down now. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are standing to attention. Yeah. Yeah. As you should, as you should. <laughs> so your show is pretty spectacular. Margaret Thatcher. Queen of Soho. Yes. You just told us that you had backing dancers in it. So I I'm do. I've got two backing dancers. That we call them Hessel and Time. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they play a plethora of roles, but it's a show about Margaret Thatcher, in which I play the Iron Lady herself, and it tells the story of what would have happened if Margaret Thatcher had given up politics, embraced gay culture, and become a gay disco diva that we all know and love. I thought we always think. I often yeah, wonder that. Yeah. Think that. It's, it, like, what would have happened if she was Cher, but with a different wig? You know, if she'd released that album and gone on the club circuit. So it's very factual. It's just like the Iron Lady. It's been rebooted. It's the Iron Lady rebooted. <laughs> it's set on the eve of the vote on Section 28, which was the law brought in in 1988, banning the promotion of homosexuality in schools. Ooh. If you were gay, you couldn't talk about it in schools because they thought that you know if you talk kids about being gay they become gay because that's how it works oh that old so that was it, yeah, yeah so it was introduced in 1998 and repealed in 2003 so there's quite a, a large generation of people mad. who went Whoa. to school and weren't even aware that this was what was going on and they couldn't talk about with their teachers yeah about being gay and all that so this Actually, like, thinking back, actually, I'm thinking back to my school education, and I don't think it was ever mentioned no. that it When's was okay. When's 2003? Are we the same age? No. How old is it then? Okay. No, you're a lot younger than I me. I worked that out in We do maths. have the same birthday, but he's, like, many moons younger. Looking back, you don't notice it when you're a kid, but looking back on it, I'm like, that's yeah. not right. No, and it's sort of, you look at it now, the, where the world is, and there are a lot of parallels with what's going on with Russia at the moment, with mm. the anti-propaganda laws, and just generally the world's getting a little bit too right-wing mm. for my liking. And, you know, and I like talking about being gay, because I am. And there are people out there that are gay, which is not really what the show's about, but it's about, you know, just sort of embracing people and going out and talking to people and also just taking the Iron Lady and giving her a little bit of love, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, she wasn't... Yes, she was that terrible, but we're trying to, you know, make a lovable version of lovable Margaret Thatcher, if dance. there's such a thing. Do you think she would enjoy the show? No, dear, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I'd enjoy the round of applause at the end and the love given from the general public, which I didn't realise they were such a fan of me, dear. But no, I, 
I don't think she would. I okay. don't think she'd have understood the joke. I think she'd have just seen people clapping her going, Mmm, must be good. Mm, mm. Yes, mm, did I do that? Maybe. Who knows? And how have the LGBT community responded to the show? Oh, great. Yeah, I mean, we've it. been doing the show now for, this will be our fifth year. I mean, I've been Prime Minister longer than Theresa May has. I know. Um, <laughs> Technically, <laughs> darling. Yeah. <laughs> and doing a much better job. We've had a real cross-section of people come. Cause, like, you get people on the left, people on the right. Yeah. You get people going, oh, you made me like Thatcher and I hate you for that. And then yeah. people going, I really love Thatcher and you didn't go to town on it. You know, there wasn't the easy jokes there, which I think yeah. with Thatcher it's quite an easy thing to do is to sort of go, oh, she's, you know, stole milk and blah, blah, blah. If you've been playing Margaret for so long now, do you catch yourself slipping into Margaret, like I, in Sainsbury's yeah. or... I can't <laughs> walk around the supermarket without holding the basket as if it was a hand. <laughs> oh I can just imagine! And going up to the milk counter going, no, you don't want any of this, Jess. Move on, move on. I can see That's on so the little, funny. like, PR image of you here, that is a great wardrobe and a, like, wig outfit, Oh, I tell you, I've got more power suits. If you ever you need to borrow a power suit, I've got more power suits. Power suit? Go to Matt, Matt's oh, got it. I've got more pussy bow blouses than you could possibly... Ah. And people give me clothes now, which I is... I don't know what that is, but it sounds amazing. You know, there's nice, like you go to Mark. You've been Marks and Spencer with your mum. Yeah, like I hate those days. Yeah, but yeah. it's one of those collars where they sort of they tie it and it makes a nice little bow. You look like a okay. present. It's a massive bow on yeah. the front of your shirt. Okay, yeah. I'm writing that down. I think everybody should have. Every one. man should have to wear a pussy blow bows at some point. <laughs> yeah, sure. but I've got loads of. Unfortunately, I've got lo a wardrobe full of Margaret Thatcher clothes. And if you don't know me, and you don't know. What that this is what we're doing. If you sort of broke into my house and saw all that, <laughs> you'd be like, "Who is this yeah. guy?" It'd be or very Margaret. <laughs> it's very strange. It's Margaret's house, and people call me like you know Maggie on the street now. You're like, "Yep, there I am." Yep, which is That's quite strange Maggie. and bizarre. Yeah. And how have the Conservative Party reacted? Have you had any kind of yeah positive or negative? Uh, lots of positive. And there are a few people that always that don't come to see the show and mm -hmm. assume that it's what it is, and and then mm. you have to deal with that. But the majority of people that come. At least they've told. I mean, some people could have hated it, but they're not on Twitter or reviewers or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah. no, after five years, the audience is very loyal, and we get lots of new people coming in. It's, it's a different show every night because it's yeah. comedy, yeah. and the audience is different. And I like to. Well, Maggie likes to mess around, and Maggie likes yeah. to mess around. You heard it here. Yeah, <laughs> exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> and where did the idea come from? Were you just sort of sitting down one day, watching the news, or like? Well, it was an old Halloween costume. I went to my best mate's house <laughs> for Halloween once as Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> because I thought it was funny and it was then she died god bless her oh yes I and that. we were asked to write a rapid response piece which was supposed to be like 15 minutes for mm. a week and that was five years ago so here we are five years later oh. it's been expanded for an hour we've been to a national tour we've done West End runs we've been to Australia and we've sold out five Edinburgh's and it's just gone a bit insane we've done a game show we've done club nights I've done Porn Idol, where I've judged men stripping, dressed as Margaret Thatcher. I've been up and down streets. <laughs> I've been kicked in the street by Glaswegians for the poll tax. I've been drunk on tubes, drunk on buses. You name it, I've been there. I've done auctions at the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, where I've had to sit with Alex Salmond and people from various what? different political parties doing an auction. I've been more places as Margaret Thatcher that are interesting than, than, than I have as myself. Sometimes you go to parties and you go, do you want me or do you want Margaret Thatcher? Which one do you want? Which, is Which one? Maggie or Matt? Which one suits the atmosphere? Because yeah. if it's Maggie, you're paying. If it's Matt, you're paying <laughs> less, but either way. Joe, if you were going to cross-dress into 
the opposite sex, what famous character would you go for? Hmm. I'm trying to think what I would go for if I was going to... Drag kings are the oh, new thing. My friend does it. Yeah. And she does it really well. They do really a wonderful well. night she of the glory like a, called Man Up. It's brilliant. Ooh, she yeah. does like a lord character. So she goes very regency and has cane and the moustache. Oh, right. That's oh. very committed. Very committed. Yeah. Oh, if you're going to do it, though, do it in a position yeah. of power. Oh, you oh know, yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. All the way. I played a couple of paper boys in the old musical. Oh, you were at the back, was it? So, was it that? Yeah. Did you get cast in that play and they thought, no, she's just not quite leading lady material? But give I'm, her a bit I'm always the in the bloody chorus. Oh. The chorus eh? I'm always in the chorus. No. Yeah, growing up in the old Amdram, I was in the chorus. No, but, I, um, chorus stuff. I played an excellent paper boy, one and two. Yeah, but you kill it, don't you? Like, you want to do it like I was the baker boy in Beauty and the Beast. And that first line that opened the show, spot on. Did it. Mm -hmm. Boom. Closed the show as well. I'm, I'm thinking, probably thinking about it now. I want I'm to thinking get back maybe to like an Elvis or something. Okay. That's quite a good. That one. could be quite fun. You'd have to dye your hair in all sorts, though, wouldn't you? Oh, Can you do the lip? I'd wig it out. <laughs> do the lip. Mind you, when if your voice gets a little bit husky, you might be all right with I that. I mean, well, Today's I've got day? this cough right now. Today's the day? Today's the day that yeah. I become Elvis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the king. Well, actually, this is a nice little segue into the next song, which is called King's Dead, because Elvis is dead, isn't it? Okay. Oh, <laughs> that one flatlined, didn't it? That was it? a good link, though. That was a good link. You but stick with the radio. I'll do the comedy. You do the radio. <laughs> How's that? I wonder why you were only page boy number one and two. I know. This is exactly why I just bombed my auditions all the way through. Is your Margaret Thatcher wig itchy? Yeah, I was wondering that. No. Oh, no. Oh, there we go. Take you the truth. I've gotten so used to putting it all on now. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, you go out on a Friday night, and you're like, yep, sticking it all on now. And sticking on the it doesn't feel, I'm just comfortable in it. It's kind of worrying. You know, I've been bra shopping <laughs> with my mum. I know a lot about women's underwear that I never needed to know as a gay man, which unfortunately now I do. Now you do. Well, I just thought of who I want to be. Oh, go on. The Queen. You could do a good Queen, Joe. I'll do the Queen, the pearls, the handbag, the colourful. The clothes. corgi. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And with the Queen and Margaret Thatcher friends? We can be. Debate. We did have a chat once a week. Yes, yes we did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got Maggie that? and Elizabeth. Thank you very been. much for having me, dear. <laughs> and remember, you. no matter who you are, where you go, or whom you love, you're all Thatcher's children, and she loves you very, very much. Back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Foobar Radio. Right, well, we didn't find any ice cream, but we did find some icy. So, welcome, Icy Jones. What's happening? What's happening? Welcome to Back Row and Chill. Yeah, man, I'm here. And then he said Foo Bar and Chill, but that's just like, what? Foo Bar and Chill, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the banter studio. I was trying to teach my dad what banter was the other day. I was like, do you know what banter is? He's like, of course I know what banter is. I was like, well, go on then. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do a bit of banter? No. Oh. He also didn't know what our dad was. <laughs> well, uh, And I tried to show him, and he thought I was, he literally thought I was just making it up and trying to make it look silly. He's like, I don't believe that's a thing. I was like, seriously, what? dad, you lift your arm, you kind of smell your armpit really quickly. He's that's not a thing, Johanna. Absolutely, it is. What do you say? No, it's not. It's a seizure. Stop it. It's a seizure. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? I was like, no. All the kids are doing it. Well, they were doing it. It's very 2016. Oh, damn, but damn, damn. every dad needs to know how to dab. Yeah, of course. Does your dad know how to dab, icy? He's a raster man, so I don't know about the whole. Yeah. Well, rasters don't dab. Rasters don't dab. Okay. He does the real dab, you know, that old school dab. <laughs> that mm. is a really good like band name. Mm. Rasters don't dab. Oh yeah, I like that. That should be our band name. Right, I'll be on that. Should I'll be on that. that. Let's do it. Rasters don't dab. But like, where is the talent here? Like, what do you play? What can we? Ooh. What can we play? My. Like logistically. My. I'll go for a recorder. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Let me think now. Let me think. What can I play? 
I could just whistle. Standard. We've got Whistler, we've got a recorder. I will just beatbox and spit bars, obviously. Cheap. Great. Rasses, don't dab. So I see you are a man of many talents, but I met you through the comedy circuit because you do stand up. I do, I do, I do, I do, yeah. I do, I do, I do. You know that line? I love that line. How did you start your comedy journey? My comedy journey started about three years ago, but before then I was actually doing improv comedy. You know, just on the spot comedy. Junior Booker, you know Junior Booker, yeah. big man in the game. He's the plug, he's the man. Basically went to his shows, I kept on going to his shows, kept on going to his shows. And then after, he said, you know what, Icy, you really think you're a comedian? I said, yeah. He said, no, you're not. You have to do stand-up first. So I was like, okay, cool. Ouch. So for the whole year of 20, was it 2015, I was watching the shows and I was saying, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. December. I can't remember the day exactly, but I know in 2015, in December. December 16th, 1942. You know, it sounds like I'm just bringing out the book. <laughs> Towards the night before Christmas. Anyways, yeah, you know, it was like, in December, that's when I started comedy. That's when I started stand-up. I was doo-doo at first, but, you know, afterwards, you, you start to get confident and you just move do on. Do you do a nervous poo before the show? Not even. Not no, even. It's I, a nervous wee. Nervous wee. <laughs> I've always got a nervous poo before I do some sort of show, oh. if I do, like, a live show. Doing, like, toilet paper origami. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people see you? They can where? see me on my Instagram. So you run your Instagram, too. Mm-hmm. When did you start doing Instagram comedy? I started doing Instagram comedy in 20... 14? I think it was. You like before. dates and times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be like a few yeah, years ago, mate. Like, you know. Oh, no, no, I've done it on 2014, and my ex fiance brought me into oh, this thing. Yeah, ex fiance. You can't drop a thing like that yeah, and ex- make us not go. Ex fiance. Oh. She said, Ouch. Yeah, well, I see. Come on now. You need to. If you're really about this comedy life, like, start doing because you're a funny guy. So just show me. Add this thing. And then mm. from there, I was just like doing funny videos. Show me. Prove it. Just started from there, really. I got into comedy, I did drama school, and then I was doing the whole, like, you know, auditioning, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of that jazz, and it was kind of, like, going well, but obviously not that well, and I got bored, and I was like, crap, I really want to, I just got, like, restless, and I met an agent who's really real with me, he's like, right, I'm going to be honest with you, everyone and their best friend, mm-hmm. and there's, there's so many actresses in the industry that look like you, and will probably be better than you, wow, <laughs> and wow. basically, babe, you're not going to make it on Downton Abbey, but... He's mm-hmm. like, I've met you for 30 minutes and you've already like tripped over in the park like three. He's like, you're a comedian. He's like, rebrand as a girl comedian because okay. let's girls do it. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you've got more of a chance of getting in that door mm-hmm. than you have like the main gate. Mm-hmm. So he basically kind of pointed me to the side entrance. <laughs> I was like, well, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. But it's been fun, right? And it's been great, yeah. Exactly. And I started, I got cast in a YouTube comedy series that never came out. And I'm gutted because it was probably the best comedy I've ever done. Mm. Was a thing called cover versions for YouTube. Okay. It's like an improv comedy thing. And I yeah, met these, yeah. oh, there was like a group of five of us. One of the guys was TJ, TJ World. I was telling him like this like <laughs> funny, relatable story about how my mom really wanted me to bring home a black boyfriend. Okay. And he found it hilarious. And he was like, we've got to make that sketch man that's mm-hmm. really funny yeah, so yeah. we researched it we wrote it we filmed it it was awful like well in terms of like what i would technically make now it wasn't filmed right and mm-hmm. it wasn't edited right oh, yeah. but we stuck it on the net it went viral because so many people were like tagging and being like this is me this is you oh my god how oh, this is so funny mm-hmm. like we interviewed all our friends who were into racial relationships and we're like what is all the accidental racist things that happened to you we put like all of them in, in a 
sketch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what? That's, that's not available anymore to watch. Yeah, it is. Oh, my it first is? week, you've got to go right back on like the 200 video. You've got to go right back uh, to the beginning. What on your Instagram? Yeah, no, my Facebook. I started on, on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll be putting it up on IGTV. Well, please do and take me in. Yeah, so we did. That was like the beginning. So when people were like, "How did you start comedy?" I'm like, "Well, I did this sketch about bringing a black boyfriend home." <laughs> and yeah, basically, that's it. It was very fun. Wow. True story. I Why? mean, that's a true story and true story about my mom as well. But it's me, my stand-up comedian career didn't start off well because I started off as myself at first and then afterwards I started to do it as a character called John Sport. When I actually done him, he was basically an old man that likes to swear and all his content is about swearing and Lovely. it's very, very Jamaican to the point where like people were like, ha ah! ha! I don't understand you. <laughs> That's funny, but I don't understand you. I like your body language in your eyes. So the first time I got booed was with that character. Oh. And I got booed at a funeral. What? You don't stand up at a funeral. You yeah, stand up yeah, at a funeral, yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, dude. That's like the wrong crowd. <laughs> listen, listen. The story was my dad again, the Rasta man. Rastas don't dab. Anyway, dear, to the point where he's like, listen, son, I have a gig for you, and I want you to do it. Can you do it? I was like, yeah, cool. I'll do it. You said yes before you realised <laughs> yeah, where yeah, it was? Yeah, before I realised what it was. And he said, okay, cool. You know it's your godfather. I was like, yeah, he's dead, right? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I basically said yes to my dad to do a funeral gig. And then when I actually... Is, is that the, a thing, though? It, no, it's like, not The way you say it is like... You tried to oh, make it a no, thing. No, no, okay, yeah, it's not a bit. Okay, not cool. A thing because my dad's a musician himself and it's just like a list of so many musicians, old school musicians, Jamaican musicians, yeah. Irish, everybody you could ever think of. So I've gone to the place now that before then, I've actually spoke to my mum. My mum's saying, are you dumb? Yeah. Are you dumb? Are yeah. you, you know you're gonna, it's going to be your funeral if you start coming over here. <laughs> my mum was so real. Like, it's going to be your funeral, you know. Like in Patwa, obviously in Patwa, you, you are you are dead. You are dead. <laughs> That's basically what she's saying to me. Like. So I got to the place now and I was reluctant to come out the car. And I get a phone call from my dad. My dad's like, come. Was it come in the church? It, no, no, no. It was right next to the church. That's how dumb it was as well. In Northwest London, there's like a centre called the St. Michael's Centre. That's and comedy. Got, I see. Trust me. Put this in your set. No, no, no. I got my one-man show coming. It's okay, coming later right. on in the year. And these are the things I'll be talking no, about. No, I think we need to film this. This needs to be a sketch in itself. Yeah. It, yeah. Really, it needs to be like Vice documentary style, like a mockumentary style. Like and it's you. Until you, so you get there. You get your funeral. first gig at a funeral. At a funeral. And it's it bombs. And you won't get out the cut. This is brilliant. This is gold. Don't get out of the car. Next week, you know what they're saying? Get out of the car. Come, come, do the thing. And the first thing he says, listen, your character, right, is he clean? I was like, uh, no. no. <laughs> it's not clean. He said, okay, well, you're the first one up. So I'm opening the show. And he said, you know, you have to keep it clean. So I'm like, oh, damn, I don't know no clean jokes with this character. So cut a long story short, I'm on the stage. My dad's standing behind me when I get introduced by the guy. The host. He said, "Come to the stage. We have a new comedian. Come to the stage. Boom." So and you're in an outfit as well. Yeah, like, I'm like in an, an outfit, 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 outfit yeah. everything. Okay. So I'm covered up. So nobody doesn't know who this guy is. It's just one old random-looking guy, but he looks young at the same time. So I'm standing on the stage now, and the guys introduced me. My dad's standing behind me the whole time. So I was like, "Okay, cool. I'm comfortable because my dad's standing behind me." So for the first two minutes, I got. I had a brilliant set. I had a wicked set. But for like two minutes and one second. I said the word pum pum. Now that word, <laughs> I said that word in a funeral. Now in the background, I heard this weird ruffling noise. It was like, so I'm like, what's that noise? Then it comes forward. It was all boo, come Ooh. off of this stage. What kind of? Everybody was cussing me off. Now the host takes the mic off me and says, 
Holland, my youth. Holland. There's a host at the funeral. There's a host what at the funeral. Listen. Listen, this is a showcase after the funeral. Listen. It's a showcase after the funeral. Right. Now, so the host is taking the mic off me. He said, Holland, there's a time and a place. Everybody was saying at the same time as the host. There's a time. Yes. And there's a place. Yes. And this is not the time. Right. And this is not the place. Right. Now I basically look back My dad's gone I'm like where the hell's my dad gone He disappeared when this whole thing was happening When I was getting booed He so just I bailed look, on He you. just bailed on me God. big time You know like so stereotype. Dad's running around What we have learned though What we've learned today <laughs> Is that funeral comedy is a thing And you have a banter bus So maybe you should do funeral banter bus I'm not doing it Halloween. Halloween. Halloween I see you want to perform <laughs> <laughs> You're the man with the most oh experience Listen to me It'd be all morbid and dumb <laughs> Come oh, on. Yeah, that is, I mean, you're a brave man to do that. That's you take. You got some balls. Is it paid? And that's the thing. It wasn't paid. Oh, it what? was not paid. I was so pissed. Damn. It was not paid. That's you know. all my days. The good thing about that set, even though it was like a dead set, even though <laughs> I no pun, in, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I look back at that set, and I haven't been booed since. Every comedian that comes on the stage will get their boo. Trust For me. Sure. Some people are like, nah, I ain't getting. You're no gonna boo. get your boo. You're gonna get your boo. Fam, you're gonna get your boo, miss. So, so more of the story, go to a funeral, do a set, and you won't get booed after yeah, that. Yeah, okay. because this person's going to do better all the time. Yeah. So, obviously, Fabulous. I'm doing myself now, but John Sport will come back one day. Yeah. <laughs> back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Fubar Radio. Welcome to Archie Maddox. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. You just told me off air something pretty mind-blowing about Edinburgh oh, that God. you've seen like yeah. the most crazy thing you've seen in Edinburgh what I did mean, you see? Edinburgh you will see some weird stuff right? Mm-hmm. It's everyone's expressing themselves however they want and it can be nuts but the weirdest thing I've seen is in a cabaret show about 2 in the morning by this point I was smashed so I'm not even sure if it definitely happened or not although it <laughs> you did you could have made it up I hope I didn't because if I did then my mind is weirder than I thought <laughs> but I saw a man put his whole arm up to the elbow up his own ass. up to the elbow it was pretty impressive but then he licked it clean and I thought no not for me. I don't enjoy cabaret. This isn't what I want to That's not cabaret. No. It's That's just... Odd, isn't it? Abuse of yourself. If it's self-abuse, is that okay? That's self-abuse. That really is. Oh, that's vile. <laughs> oh, that left a bad taste in my mouth, but not as bad as the taste oh in his mouth, God. but a similar bad taste. Oh, that's okay, cool. So I'm, I was really excited to go to Edinburgh. Now I'm a little bit cautious. Well, that's not happening on street corners, you know. It's okay. not that kind of place. It's just be careful of the cabaret. Yeah, well, you know, some cabaret's good, but if a guy suddenly starts getting naked and his hands start getting super I mean, flexible, I, watch I out. didn't even know that that was physically possible. That was the part I was impressed by, because I just want to know how you work out you can do that. Yeah, one of the funniest books I ever read, it was like an, a Kindle book that I got, and it was called, like, 100 Funny Stories from the NHS, and it was doctors and nurses telling their, like, secret hilarious stories from times, and nearly about 80% of them were people getting stuff stuck up their bum. Yeah, and, and what, trying to lie about and it. And what they tried to lie about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. this guy had, like, a light bulb up there, he was changing a light bulb and fell. I was like, what, naked on a ladder? Was the light bulb still intact? No, it's chattered. Okay, it cool, yeah. And, yeah, there's another one was, like, a young boy 
boy who was maybe 15, 14, 15, and he had like severe stomach pain. So they rushed him to hospital, they scanned him, and then the doctor had to take the mum aside and was like, he's got a whole dildo stuck up his bum. Oh, mate. You need to have words with your son. Yeah. My friend's a doctor. He's got one of them. He used to work in like the OBGYN clinic, which is like gynecology and that. And so this woman was getting a ultrasound read and uh, the doctor asked the husband to leave and he turned around to the, this isn't my friend, this is what my, oh, they told yeah, my yeah. friend. The doctor turned to the woman and went, um, your husband's white, but your baby's clearly got black lips, so has anything happened here? I'm like, it's a baby, how would you know? How do you know that? <laughs> and my friend told me, I was like, wow, that's the one of the words. He's like, yeah, it actually happens quite a lot. Was the baby? No, the baby was white. The doctor just thought it had bigger lips than normal. Oh my god, that's like insanely yeah. not okay. Anyone listening, by the way, I just want to say I'm half black, so if you're offended by that, you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but that story in itself is just insane. Well, I'm sure that there are like a mishmash of people across the races who have big and small lips, so... I would have thought so. Maybe that doctor was having a bad day. Maybe. Or maybe something had happened to him in the past where his baby came out a bit caramel and he was just yeah, <laughs> really fighting that fire. But that happened like back in the day, obviously, before there was any scans. I mean, I don't think... I think it's impossible to tell the race of a baby before a scan anyway. I like the fact that it's a surprise. I mean, Not that makes me sound like... A surprise. <laughs> I don't know who the father is. <laughs> oh, it's yours! <laughs> yeah, the nice surprise. Not the... Otherwise, it's got scales. I don't understand. What is this? Would you... Okay, it's a random question. Would you choose to know the sex of your baby before it happened or would you like to just be surprised on the day? I think I'd like to be surprised, really. Yeah, I've been talking about my girlfriend about it. We're, talking, we're having a kid conversation from time to time. Oh, really? It's coming... How long have you been together? Two and a half years. So about two and a half weeks, yeah? We're yeah. thinking about kids. Just been together four hours, mate. That's yeah. what's going on. <laughs> about time by about time I know what you are. But we're talking we want girl first and then boy. Well I don't think you can be that specific. I'm, well we can try in it. You can do some sort of sacrifice to the gods maybe. Like Definitely. goat or something. I don't know really how it works. <laughs> I always thought I wanted boys and then I nannied a little girl and she kinda like melted my heart and I was like, oh maybe the thing is, I've got a goddaughter, she's five years old. And before that, I always thought, and I'm not sure I'm not a girl, but after like being around her, I'm like, oh yeah, I like girls. girls I've got a godson, and he's he's all right. Also, nowadays, <laughs> necessarily boys and girls, you could have four boys, and they could all be flamboyant gay queens. Exactly. So you can't really pick your gender anymore. They pick their own exactly. gender. Exactly. Can so. I just say, my godson, he's old enough to actually listen to this now, so I should say, that was a joke, Finn, in case you're upset at what I said. Son of him. <laughs> Jokes and turn. So how did you become a comedian and think, I'm going to write a show and I'm going to put it on in Edinburgh? Kind of accidentally, you know. I, I, I love accidental yeah, stories. Yeah, I was doing an improvised play, so like you just make everything up from the start, not quite improv, not Perfect. quite play. Yeah. And a comedy promoter's in the audience, they come up to me and it was like, your mind is weird. And I took it as an insult, I'm like, oh, fuck you then. <laughs> and then he said, no, 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 it's, you should try doing stand-up. And I didn't know that you could try it. I thought, I don't know what I thought. I thought yeah. someone maybe just picked you in the street and went, he looks like he'll do a job. Yeah, get on the mic. Like, Go I, get on the mic. I have no idea. And then snowballed since then. Do you still get nervous? I wouldn't call it nervous. I mean, a, a little bit. It depends on the gig, really. But I wouldn't call it nerves anymore. It's more, I still get adrenaline, but I kind of, I know what's going to happen. And if it doesn't, then the audience are wrong. There's the audience fault, so you can just... Piss off, basically. That's what I say. Yeah. You've paid jokes on you, haha. Ha. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and where in London's your favourite place to gig? Ivor Top Secret Comedy Club yes. in Common Garden. Brilliant. Yeah. I went recently about two months ago and yeah. it was such a good Friday night. Top Secret is banging. I love Top Secret or Angel. 
Okay. Which is just, that's a free night. It's around the corner from here in Angel. Yeah, that's a great night. It looks like Dwayne Johnson isn't going to be running for president after all. The oh. actor, former wrestler, he hinted on numerous occasions that he was going to run for office. But I think he was going to be up against, like, Kanye. And Will Smith at one point, innit? Oh, wow. Oh, who would you go for? Out of those three? Yeah. I'm going for The Rock, man. I'm between Will and Dwayne, you know. I mean, Kanye can't get anywhere near that. But... Seriously, I respect both Dwayne and Will a lot. So, ooh, I have to have a coin. I don't know. Um, Will just gets too excited for me. Because can you imagine him in one of the like, White House dinners just bouncing around the place? <laughs> yeah. The Rock, I mean, maybe because he's done a lot of action movies, but I kind of trust him in like a kind of... A war. A war scenario, yeah. you know, he'd know what to do. Um, he would never get kidnapped either. We wouldn't have to worry about that. But yeah, but he's, he's taken himself out of the running. What have you done, Dwayne? Oh, shame. No, I met him once and he was amazing. He was really, really lovely. I think if I met him, I'd cry. Well, you a fan of the WWF yeah. back in the day? Yeah, yeah I yeah, was. So yeah. when I met him, I just became a 10-year-old again and was just like, oh my God, it's The Rock. There's only two people I've been starstruck by yeah. in my life. I've yeah. met quite a few like celebrity staffs, people. The only two was, one was Thierry Henry. Arsenal legend, okay. I'm a big Arsenal yeah, fan, yeah. and he looked me in my eyes and I cried immediately. He just burst into tears yeah. like a baby. <laughs> and the second one was Romeo from So Solid Crew. Two I remember So Solid Crew yeah. for sure. And he came to a gig that I was doing, and he come up to me, he's like, yeah, you was funny. And I didn't know what to say, so I just quoted his own lyrics back at him. Okay. That's all I, I just went, two multiplied by ten plus one. And he went, yeah, that's my lyrics. Right. Oh, he's like, oh, he's a cool fan. <laughs> yeah. He's a cool guy. You just lost all your cred. <laughs> I could not, I could not help it, but I, I didn't expect to see him there. Yeah, I still love Romeo. I found girl over The Rock for sure and who else did I fan go over a little bit Kevin Hart a little bit oh did you meet them together yeah ah okay I was, I was feeling extra like oh my god oh my god this is surreal somebody pinch me see I'd be cool with Kevin Hart but The Rock I think no, I would get cool. I was trying to like teach them British slang oh yeah which was really fun how did that go well you know like Kevin he just like left the room and was just like low it low it <laughs> when I first started stand up I used to be able to do an impression of Kevin Hart yeah I think you can go for it let's try again I'm trying to he's very hard uh, okay so his hair was facing this way, but his hair was like, and he was hard assing. That was good. That's it. That's all I can do. That was good. I'm going to give you a round of applause. Well done. That was for you. Fantastic. That Kevin, if you're listening, I can do voiceover when you're not in the place, just so you know. I can you're pitching and plugging yourself. Back row and chill with Mel Clark and Johanna James on Fubar Radio. Guys, I've just been told that we have Noel Clark on the line. Wow. He's live from the set of where he is. So we're just going to pop over to him and get a bit of goss. Nolington, are you there? I'm here, baby. Are the you with it? Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping your seat nice and warm. Don't worry, I've got your seat nice and warm. Oh, this is Kevin Freshwater. Hello. He's filling Hello, in for you. Kevin. How's it going? You all right? I'm good. I'm mate. keeping your seat nice and warm. It's all right. I've got it toasted for you okay, when you get that back. That fucking chair gives me trouble, man. Every, <laughs> Every week, Noel breaks the bloody chair. Where are you? What's happening with you? Where are you? Mate, I'm in the middle of fucking butt fuck nowhere mate <laughs> everywhere. fucking treated everywhere it's dark I don't know what the fuck I'm doing but I'm on set I can't tell you what it is oh is it a secret hush hush yeah. okay well it's secret you know we're a film show we talk about films and mm-hmm. shit like that and you know sometimes but you know my other job is when I'm actually on the films I can't tell you where I am but when I'm not on the films and I'm on the show, mm-hmm. I can tell you every fucking thing. Yeah. You know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Need to know basis. So you're filming outside. In the dark. <laughs> we can yeah. your... In butt so fuck nowhere. I'm, I'm <laughs> that could mean anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, now, if this was Blair Witch 3, I'd believe it. I'm like fucking <laughs> trees and branches and shit in front of me. And I come outside to make sure I get on the show. Daddy's that, that back is, next week. Emotional. Daddy's back next week. Daddy? Fuck <laughs> 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 I love that love your daddy? daddy mate. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. Daddy. Radio Daddy, so, yeah. My mum loves it as well. She's already emailed in. 
My mum's already emailed what? in today. She's on it. What's she saying today? Did she wanted to get a shout out? <laughs> oh, mate. Which I did. Mrs. White, you know that daddy's going to be back with a big bar of chocolate <laughs> in the new year. You and your daughter, so it's going to be all good. Can everyone stop hitting on my mum today? This is so painful. She needs a bit, she needs a bit. So what's happened? What did you review today? What films are you talking about today? I went to see Manchester by the Sea. Oh, it sounds terrible. Oh my god, no, it's, it's the Oscar nominated. Come on, no. Oh, great. She'll be getting that in my membership well, selection great. soon then. No, no, absolutely. And like, I went, you know, just trying to be open minded, and it was really good. Casey Affleck, Ben Affleck's little brother. Is like the lead guy, and then Michelle Williams. Oh, fantastic. Please. Well, you can see, I obviously don't keep up to date when I'm not actually on the show. You're in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the woods, mate. Literally. I can what uh, else is that I also went to see a screening of The Room. The film you're talking about is supposed to be the worst film the ever The worst made. film ever made, and it gets shown once a month in London. It's a comedy screening, and it was an amazing experience. Everyone was heckling and shouting and laughing and ad-libbing. Mm. It was actually a really good night out. Oh, brilliant. And you... Here's a bit of movie trivia for you guys. There's a film that we're doing at the minute called 10 by 10, which is being announced as starring Luke Evans and Kelly Whiteley. And the name of that film used to be called what? Why did we have to change the name? What was it called? The Room. It was called The Room. Oh. People thought that, yeah. People Impressive. thought that the rub of firstly the shittest film of all time called The Room. <laughs> and also the fact that there was an Oscar film called Room. Is that, that the one with the little girl? The, the Oscar one? Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's actually a little boy, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I remember. They had long hair. It's a little boy with long hair. Yeah. 2016, mate. Boys could have long hair. Too. I know, I've got long hair. <laughs> Curly long hair. It's <laughs> 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 so pretty. Looks like an angel. I'm excited about that. Manchester by the Sea was very good. It was like, it was long, and the first five minutes I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those independent, like, make me think really slow. Yeah. But no, it's really gripping and really beautiful and it's a kind of about this guy whose brother dies and he has to go back to this town called Manchester on sea and sort out what happens after someone dies and it's kind of the fallout right. how each of the family members cope and don't cope with this and it's there's humor in it as well but then also drama and that sounds awesome I'm so happy because considering I thought it sounded terrible now knowing it's going to be one of the best films of the year that's only I've just won haven't I that's like a win-win I said to people I'm going to go and see Manchester by the sea and they're like what is, you're going to Manchester what I was like no it's a film it's good Casey Affleck it made me cry well everything makes you cry so that I got all the feels <laughs> I'm emotional okay I'm an emotional <laughs> no. person thank you the listeners for tuning in as usual yeah. I love you and Nisa because i got films to make back row and chill with Noel Clark and Johanna James on Fubar Radio